Bibles, James chapter number 1, James chapter number 1, we'll begin reading in verse number 21, verse number 21, verses 21 through 25, and I'm going to preach tonight on be a doer of the work, be a doer of the work, and uh, we're to be doers of the work. i am got enough boy in me that I love a good superhero story. Uh, you know, the superhero stories, they sell. That, that's a, the, the theaters, they put out superhero stories because we like stories about superheroes. We like stories of someone in a great act of courage who swoops in and saves the day. And uh, I'm not uh, making light of that. And there are moments in history and in our lives where we have opportunities to do heroic things. But I want to tell you something. It is harder and takes more courage to be a man or a woman or a boy or a girl that consistently does the work than it is to muster up a little bit of courage in order to save the day in an act of heroism. Now, I think it's important that if you have an opportunity to save the day, by all means, save the day. But it takes more courage, and it takes more grit, and it takes more faith. It takes more of a man to do the work on a constant, consistent basis than it does to just be a hero. The greatest heroes in our lives are the people who consistently do the work. Tonight we're going to preach and share with you this passage of Scripture. We need to determine to be a doer of the work. Look what the Bible says in verse 21 of James chapter number 1. The Bible says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. You see that phrase in verse 25? He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. May God help us to be doers of the work. May God help us to learn from his word. Father, we pray, bless the preaching of your word. Help me. Hide me behind your cross. Use these truths we see in your perfect word to convict us of sin and motivate us to faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A doer of the work. Number one, a doer of the work is not naughty. Not naughty. Look what the Bible says in verse number 21. Uh, The Bible says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. The first thing we need to know, if we're going to be a doer of the work, if we're going to accomplish the will and work of God, and look with me in verse 25, the end result of this passage of Scripture is, this man shall be blessed in his deed. 
Uh, that word blessed is the same word we find blessed in Psalm 1. It means to be happy, complete, satisfied. If you're going to be blessed, you're going to have to be a doer of the work. And a doer of the work is, number one, not naughty. Not naughty. The Bible says in verse number 21, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness. That little phrase, lay apart. It just means you literally take it off and remove it. Get rid of it. How many of you in your heart know that there's something in your life that is sinful that you need to get rid of? I'll have you know you cannot do the work as a doer of the work until you lay apart the sin. The Bible says to lay apart all filthiness. I like this little word filthiness. It's fun to think about how uh, our language comes about. But the word here, filthiness, is literally is uh, literally used as a metaphor. It's not used literally. It's used as a metaphor. Filthiness. And it's a moment here in the Scripture where the Bible uses a word that represents dirt to represent sin. Uh, you've heard people talk about dirty magazines, dirty this, dirty that. Well, this begins in the Bible. And the Bible says sin is filthy. And the Bible says you're to lay aside filthiness. Look, there's no room in the heart of a redeemed child of God for dirty anything. Filthy. The Bible says we're to lay aside filthiness. I tell you what, I hear a lot of people say, boy, I tell you, there's a lot of filth on TV, and there is. Look, we need to say no to the filth of this world. Filthy. So the Bible says, if we're going to be doers of work, we're going to have to not be naughty. Lay aside, lay apart all filthiness. The Bible continues in verse 21. Lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Superfluity. Isn't that a fun word? Superfluity. I like that word. I'm, a, I'm telling you, i got enough boy in me. Anything that says super in front of it, I like that. Uh, I remember we were potty training our boys. Bless their hearts. They're sermon illustrations all the time. We were potty training our boys. We said, you're a big boy if you don't use the bathroom in your diaper. A big boy. You could use the word big boy or super. And they're like, yes, yes. <laughs> the Bible says here, superfluity of naughtiness. Superfluity just means a whole bunch. A lot. Superfluity. Uh, if you uh, have a stopped-up toilet and you keep flushing the toilet, you're going to have a superfluity of water in the floor, all right? Superfluity. Uh, superfluity. The Bible says we are to lay apart filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Now, that word naughty is something that has lost some of its strength. But I'll tell you, when the translators of our Bible were trying to translate and give the appropriate English meaning to this Greek word, they said, what is a word that we can use that has some mm, pizzazz? Something that really will shock our readers because the way this is written in the original, it is bad, real bad. And they said, we've got it. Naughtiness. Naughtiness. I think with the Santa Claus songs and who's going to be naughty or nice, just trying to find an N word to go in opposite to nice, we've taken away some of the meaning. It's our kids do things that are wrong quite often, and I don't look at them and say, you are a derelict, because I just don't do that. I want to save a big word or a strong word, or you're, you're a heathen. I don't use that because I want to save it for something else. And so this word is a word that should have been, that, that we can reserve because it's supposed to be something really bad. We're not, we're not to be naughty. We're not to be filthy and naughty. 
and wickedness. There's no room in the lives of God's people. The Bible says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness. Oh, I love that phrase. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Receive. What are we to do? In place of naughtiness, we are to receive with meekness the word of God. Have you ever heard someone, a preacher or someone else perhaps, use God's word to say something that made you feel guilty? Uh, that's how God uses his word, by the way. He convicts us of sin. There's two responses to that. Some people hear the preacher say something from God's word that makes them feel guilty and they get angry. You did not receive with meekness the engrafted word. You boiled up in your self-serving pride and was unwilling to submit to the word of God. The Bible says if you really want to do the work, you're going to have to submit to the word. The Bible says, receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. We can't pass through without looking at the word engrafted. Uh, engrafted. Uh, in North Carolina, the years we were there, uh, grafting trees is something that they do in the apple business. It's pretty amazing to see how it works, how you can cut a, uh, a, the limb off of a red delicious apple tree and graft it to a yellow delicious apple tree and you can do the same again with a gala and the same again with a mutsu and you can have the same trunk and root system producing many varieties of apples. It's pretty amazing. The bottom line is when we talk about the engrafted word, I cannot survive in this world with my own strength. And so therefore, I need the word of God to help me do something that is out of my nature. And I have to be engrafted into the word of God. The Lord has to be the vine. And all I can be is a branch. And God's word helps us to tap into the source of our strength, the root system, of the power of the spirit of God. And so if we're going to have... And be doers of the word. We're going to have to say no to sin and yes to God's word. No to sin and yes to God's word. You see, if you're going to be a doer of the work, you're going to have to say no to blatant sinfulness. It drives me insane sometimes to talk to people who say they want God's will, who say they are servants of God, who say they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that they are Christians. Even sometimes people who say they are preachers or missionaries. And yet I know that they live blatantly in contradiction to the word of God in sin. And I would remind them that if you're going to do the work of the word of God, the work of the Lord, you cannot do it in sin, naughtiness. You see, a doer of the work is not naughty, number one. Number two, a doer of the work, number two, is not a forgetful hearer. It's not a forgetful hearer. Look what the next passage says in verse number 22. The Bible says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. That verse is very famous, but we need to pay attention to it because it's something we're tempted to do. We're, we're tempted to hear, but never act. Let me give you a for instance. 
How many of you ever sat in a church service where I or someone else was preaching and the Holy Spirit of God dealt in your heart about something that you needed to change this week? And it was crystal clear. How many of you ever sat in a service and the Lord showed you something you need to do this week? How many of you ever been in a situation like that? Now, I want to ask you this question. How many of you, by the time you got out of the auditorium, into the car, and on your way, never thought again until the next time you're in the church service about what you and God had talked about while you were listening to the preaching of His Word? How many of you have ever done that? You just forgot all about it. Now, look, I don't want to scold the whole auditorium, but the bottom line is I do the same thing. But that is when you find yourself guilty of being a hearer and not a doer. Hey, look, how many of you need notes to remind you to remember to do what you meant to do? How many of you need notes? Look, spiritually, you, should, you may have to do the same thing. Matter of fact, you probably should do the same thing. I'd encourage you to have a pen in your hand while you're listening to the preaching of God's Word and make notes, and then on Monday morning, look back through your notes and make sure you do what you told God you'd do. That's the difference between being a hearer of the Word and a doer. We need to be hearers and doers. And the Bible says something very interesting. Look what it says in verse number 22. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. The Bible says something very plain. You know what you do when you hear and don't do? You deceive your own selves. Oh, how many times I deceive myself sitting in the pews of church? I just deceive myself because I'm like, my land, I'll tell you one thing, I ain't never doing that again. <laughs> Monday. I did it again. I just deceived myself. I sit there and I hear, but I don't follow through, and I've deceived myself. I'll tell you one thing, I won't ever say that again, but you know what? I do. Now, that doesn't mean we stop trying, but it does mean that we take note of the error of our ways, and we ask the Lord to help us not to just be a hearer, deceiving ourselves with good intentions, but also a doer, someone who will follow up on the work that God has motivated us to do. See, we should be doers of the work. A doer of the work. A doer of the work is not naughty. It's not a forgetful hearer. The scripture continues in verse number 23. For if any be a hearer of the word... And not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Here's the picture the Lord wants you to see. If you're a hearer and a doer, first of all, you've deceived yourself. Second of all, you are like a man looking in a mirror. You see the man looking in the mirror? Maybe you should look at the mirror yourself. All right, here we go. He's likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, look real close, and goeth his way. And straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Let me put this in layman's terms. You look in the mirror and you see a great big pimple on your forehead. You see it? It's one of those ones that... Every person that sees you today, they're going to be trying to, they're going to be trying to look you in the eyes, but they're constantly trying to, oh, I can't look, I can't look at that. Huh. 
You've been, you've seen that person. They got that big thing on their head, and you're trying your best to have a conversation. But the whole time they're talking, all you can do is you're looking at the top of their forehead. <laughs> I'm trying to talk. So the Bible says that you, if you are a hearer and not a doer, you're like somebody that's looked in the mirror. You know it's there. You saw it, but you did nothing about it. And you go about all day distracting every God-fearing person that wants to talk to you. Shame on you. You see, the Bible works like a mirror. And you'll find this. The more you study God's Word, you'll find out. If you study God's Word and you want God, and you look for God's will and God's Word, you're going to find out as you study God's Word, God's Word is going to show you who you really are. It's an amazing work that God's Word does. God's Word will show you who you really are. God's Word is going to reveal to you the spot on your forehead and the flaw in your character. And God's Word is going to highlight to you some things that need to change. Is it because God is so picky and He won't take you the way you are? No, not at all. It's because God loves you so much, He will not let you go out in public like that. And God's Word is like a mirror. And what are we to do? When we look in the mirror, what are we to do? Say, oh, whew, i got to get out of here and forget about what I just saw. No. You look in the mirror and you're like, oh, no. And you do surgery. Because it's of utmost importance. But I said, don't be that man. Don't be that woman that is so deceived that you forget what you just saw in the mirror of God's Word, that you forget what you just saw as the Holy Spirit has convicted you. Don't be just a hearer, but a doer. Be a doer of the work. You see, a doer of the work is not a forgetful hearer. It's not a forgetful hearer. The Bible says that he's like a man beholding his natural face in the glass, verse 24. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Don't forget. I heard the story. I thought it was pretty neat. There was a woman who was the queen of a native tribe out in the jungles. And the tribe had touted to this leader. She was, without question, the leader of the tribe. They had touted the leader how beautiful she was. You're the beautiful, most beautiful woman that's ever lived. You're the most beautiful woman that's ever lived. And they told her, and they told her, and they told her, and they told her. And a missionary came and gave as a gift to this queen a mirror. She looked in the mirror and saw what she looked like. Threw the mirror down and shattered it to pieces. And would never look again. Now look, she didn't want to see who she really was. And if you want to just keep on living in oblivion, walking down the same path that's hurting you and all the people around you, go for it. But that's not what God wants. God wants you to open His Word. God wants you to study His Word. God wants you to be exposed to His Word, the mirror of His Word, and see exactly the way you are. And let Him do a work in you that only He can do. He'll bring you forth beautiful and whole and right and blessed. See, if we're going to be a doer of the work, we can't be naughty. 
We can't be forgetful hearers. The Bible continues in verse number 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty. I love that phrase. The perfect law of liberty. (laughs) Well, that's just exactly right. The perfect law of liberty. Now, what's the Bible do? Some people won't tell you that the Bible puts you into bondage to religion. No. Not if you study the Bible the way we're intended to study the Bible. The Bible doesn't put you into bondage, the bondage of religion. The Bible liberates you to the freedom that God has designed for the Christian life. Oh, it's liberating. We're to look into the perfect law of liberty. The Bible says to continue there. Let's look at these words. Verse 25, whoso looketh. Folks, we cannot overemphasize that little word, whoso looketh. We need to find ourselves looking into God's word. Looking into God's word. We're to be looking and inspecting and studying and knowing. I got in trouble when I was the pastor at Bowling Springs Baptist Church. You'll like what I got in trouble for. I put too many lights in the women's restroom. Yeah. Now, it was, it, it was really a joke, but I got in trouble. I put too many lights in the women's restroom. We renovated the women's restroom. I put a bunch of lights. I like things bright. I put a bunch of lights in there. And my secretary on Monday after we finished the project, she came to my office. She said, now listen, you've made a terrible mistake. What did I do this time? She said, you've made a terrible mistake. You've put too many lights in the laser. I said, what do you mean by that? She said, yeah, they're so bright that we can actually see what we missed at home. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. You know what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to look. We're supposed to look into the Word of God. We're not just supposed to take a quick glance. God's great. God's good. Let's thank for food. Amen. We're to look. We're to look close. We're to look at the Word and we're to look at ourselves. We're to look at the Word. We're to look at ourselves. And when God has spoken our hearts, we're to look at the Word and hear the Word and react and respond to the Word and do the work of the Word of God in our lives. We're to be looking. Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein. Boy, that word's important. Continueth. You know, it's really not all that hard to read through the Bible. Some of you think, well, that would be very difficult. It would take a little while, but it's not all that hard to read through the Bible. Uh, I've known in times how many hours it would take at a normal reading pace. It's not all that hard to read the Bible. You can easily do it in a year. But let me tell you something that's hard to do. It's not all that hard to read through the Bible, but it is hard, and it takes some dedication to continue to read God's Word. It takes some dedication to continue to study God's Word. It takes some dedication to continue to be faithful to the meetings of your church. It takes some work. It takes some grit, especially if you've got kids. The Lord be with you. But I'll tell you something. If you'll continue in the Word, if you'll, continue, if you'll look in the Word and you'll continue in the Word, you'll be glad you did. Oh, how many times have we showed up to God's house 
And the Lord gave us exactly what we needed from his word for that day, for that moment, for that hour. When we do that, we should praise the Lord that we've had the grace and faith and strength to continue again in his word. It should keep you coming back. It should keep you going back to the Bible. It should keep you digging into the Word. Because we are not to be just hearers, but doers. A doer of the work looketh, continueth. And finally, the Bible says, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. You look, continue, and do. You look, continue, and do. You know it's possible to have a head full of Bible trivia knowledge. And a heart that's cold. Don't be that person. Hey, look, know as much as you can. It's great. It's a book you'll never exhaust. There's so many things. I'm, sit, I'm thinking, I'm going to give you an example. Because I'm sitting here thinking, oh, man, I missed that. When I was going through a verse, I missed something. Let me tell you, I'll just go ahead and share it with you. And I've missed a lot of other things, too. But I missed something that I wanted to share with you. Look what the Bible says in verse number... Twenty-one. The Bible says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. You see that word souls? I just blew right past it. Souls. You know what that word soul is? Psyche. The original word is psyche. And the word soul, when we deal with the word soul in the Bible, it's our intellect, emotion, and will. How many of you ever have moments of emotional instability? It happens, right? Psyche. Look, the Bible says the key to having sound psyche, sound soul, is to stay away from sin and receive with meekness the Word of God. I'm just telling you, those are, that's one example of a million that if you'll study the Bible, God's Word will speak to you and it'll help you. But when you hear it, you must do it. You look, continue, and you do. The Bible says, verse 25, as we bring this to a conclusion, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. This man shall be blessed in his deed. The Bible says, if you'll do the work, you'll be blessed. If you'll do the work, you'll be blessed. Now look, we're not saying you work your way to heaven. That's not, that's not the case at all. But I'll tell you, as you study God's word and God speaks to your heart and you attempt to do what God has given you to do. Now, look, you're going to fail over and over again. That's okay. You keep doing. Because if you'll do the work of the word of God, as God speaks to your heart, he says you will be blessed in your doing. As you do it, you'll be blessed. If you do it, you'll be blessed. Keep it up. Listen, be a doer of the work. Be a doer of the work. Do the work. You'll be glad you did. God will prove himself faithful. May the Lord help us not to be hearers only, but doers also. Be a doer of the work. Lord, we love you.